welcome to this webinar that focuses on both remote recruitment and remote working and how we can stay connected as teams. Today I'm joined by Scott Dance, who is a Director of Hayes Procurement and Supply Chain. Scott advises clients on workforce management solutions, works as a trusted knowledge partner with SIPS, and provides strategic leadership to Hayes Procurement and Supply Chain recruitment experts. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Sheena. So I'm so glad that you could join us today. Um, so we're launching this webinar um, as the globe has experienced the coronavirus pandemic. And what I would like to share is um, a bit of a start, starting point by asking if now is the right time for procurement and supply chain professionals to be considering new job opportunities. Thank you, Gina. Yeah, good question. Um, we're being asked this quite a lot by our, our candidates at the moment. I think that um, I wouldn't be put off by applying for new roles right now because there is still recruitment happening. Um, as we know, some industries are specifically busier than others, um, admittedly, but actually there are companies hiring at the moment and I wouldn't want a person that's looking for a new role to kind of put their career on hold uh, for now. Um, so as I say, I think that you should still, if you are looking for a new role, you should continue through that process um, admittedly, it's not as buoyant as it was, say, two months ago, but uh, there are certainly opportunities out there and businesses are still hiring. That, that's good to hear. Um, so you mentioned there that some sectors may be changing the dynamic a little bit. So are you, are you hearing of any significant market changes? So there are certain sectors that are backing off on recruitment, but other sectors that may be ramping up on their, their recruitment activity? Yeah, I think the, the business areas are, are probably natural and probably fairly common sense to, to most of you out there. But you're kind of looking at the NHS and local governments are, are really ramping up uh, recruitment more so from a direct point of view than an indirect point of view. Currently, um, with obviously what you see on the news around PPE, uh, the buying of ventilators and everything else. So certainly those sectors are very busy from a private sector point of view. Again, your manufacturing, your industrial type industries are, are pretty busy. And if you look at it from a category specific point of view, we're seeing that apart from the direct side of things, um, you kind of your IT it is, is a fairly busy sector. But I think that given that that's always a huge area of spend and normally the, the busiest area or the busiest category, um, we probably haven't really seen a massive shift in that. It's just always in demand. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? There's always seems to be IT procurements um, quite in high demand and very sought after skill set. Um, but that is something we need to be probably be mindful as, as as professionals as well, that there's transferable skills that we can adapt from one sector into the other. Um, so again, I presume not to be put off if you're considering moving into a different sector. Would you say that's the case, that skills can be transferred quite easily? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that even in a a normal, I suppose, a normal period of time. If you look at the, the SIP salary guys over the last few years now, um, one of the sections I say from an employer point of view is actually you need to really look at the different people that you're looking to hire into the business. And actually just recruiting from the same bucket isn't necessarily the right answer um, from a kind of change management point of view and idea sharing. Yeah, that, that makes sense. If, yeah, exactly. And if you're a candidate looking for a new role, why would you want to go and do something that's very similar at a similar organization as you're already working at? You want to really kind of look at your skills. You really want to look at how you develop your career, which may mean a change in organization. 
and also to keep things fresh it's always good to look at different categories or working with different people so um, yes I think that both from a client and a candidate point of view um, it's good to look outside of what you would normally yeah it's a great time to like say possibly challenge yourself as well yes it certainly is challenging <laughs> so um let's look at it from the company's perspective now um many global organizations are all already likely to be conducting virtual interviews as a means to recruit um so do you think we'll see a rise in organizations following suit yeah so i think that we've already uh, seen a kind of stink change in the way people are recruiting at the, at the moment because you know naturally as i said earlier that the, the market is still it's not busy busy but it's fairly busy and there are still companies looking to recruit so they're having to change the way they do this and actually i'm astounded in the way some companies have actually managed to completely overhaul their processes that they've had for a number of years within two weeks um it astounds me uh, which i think is a, is a good thing actually in a positive step um you know there are people now and companies that are using various different technology platforms to not just interview but also on board as well um, and i think that that is probably a good sign if you're a candidate that actually the company that you're looking to move to are already tech savvy and already moving into the new world as opposed to being stuck in an archaic world where you know the paper um, interview process or the the written application is going to be distinct pretty soon if it's not already yeah so it really could be a, a potentially a new way of working for for us all um going forward um do you think they will also enable recruiting companies to reach out and tap into new markets of a possible global workforce and um, reach out to possibly new candidates that they may not have had opportunity to to recruit into their organizations before yeah i think that's a good question sheena i, I think that generally speaking most companies like to do a face-to-face -face interview probably 99 percent of those and actually when you are conducting face-to-face -face interviews you then really need that person to be in the country that you're recruiting from or and, and in um, which obviously then can be a delay in a process because people need to book transportation to be able to come and see you face to face where actually now it's pretty much an even kill really because as long as the the country or the person has got a good technology platform where they live and a good wi-fi signal you can actually conduct interviews anywhere around the world now yeah it makes it makes people far more accessible doesn't it of course, yeah. and and you touched on that point earlier with regards to how quickly um organizations have re-enabled their workforce to set up at homes and, and so many of our members in our profession have suddenly picked up their laptops taken their pcs home like you say within two weeks got up and running still delivering into their organizations um and, and prove that that can be done. Um, so do you think working from home could possibly be the new norm going forward for our profession? Yeah, I guess that's an interesting question and probably one I have pretty much every day with various customers um, and also some of our internal teams as well. I, I think that it's very hard to tell what is the new norm at the moment. I mean, we're a few weeks into lockdown. We don't necessarily know when we're going to be all going back to work. But I like to think that as we move down the track and when we are all back to work, there'll be somewhere in between. Um, I don't think that everybody would like to work from home all of the time because I think they'd miss seeing people. And actually from a procurement point of view, you know, stakeholder management is very key. And often it, it, whilst you can do this remotely, 
it's probably still not quite as favorable as meeting someone face to face. However, do I see that everybody traveling to work every single day, uh, day in, day out? Possibly not anymore. And I think that actually, could you move some tasks, could we move certain people to work more remotely, which will then hopefully help to retain and attract new staff. Um, I think just to touch on the point of what we've seen over the, the SIP salary guys over the last few years, actually benefits from a benefits point of view, um, current employees and future employees of organizations really see that as a really sought after benefit around having the access to work from home and work remotely. And I think that companies now that have managed to do this quickly could add that into their benefits package, given that it's probably not going to cost a whole heap more to do this. Yeah, I think you make a really valid point there, Scott, that it could be a benefit and an alternative way of attracting the right candidates into the organisation and, and, like you say, retaining them as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good good point you made, but I also value what you're saying with regards to stakeholder engagement, engagement and how sometimes, as professionals, we need to have that face-to-face -face conversation and how important that could be. So, um, I think you may not be too far off the mark with a possible mix Next there, we'll see what happens in the coming months. Mm -hmm. um, just thinking about things again from a manager's perspective um, and how we stay connected with our workforce if, they're, if they are working remotely. Um, and do you think this sudden change in working activity will drive a new change in the culture of organisations, how people stay connected? Yeah, uh, again, a good question. Um, we've been working with a lot of our customers around how do you stay connected because you, you don't necessarily want to be calling somebody every minute of the day to make sure they're okay. If you think about when you're in a work environment, tapping someone on the shoulder is quite easy to do, but actually calling them every 10, 10 minutes um, can be quite time consuming and also distracting. So I think there's a bit of both in there. Um, I think that when you are connecting with your staff, you've got to make sure that first of all, you are doing it because there are some that will just get on with their day. And as we know, the time can fly by and you haven't spoken to your, your team that day. I think it's also really important to think about those people that may have a, a bit more of a silo role rather than part of the, the main team. Mm -hmm. And also some of the support functions that go within that because not everybody has a family at home that they can speak to of an evening. Not everybody has a garden. Some people live on their own. So it can be really draining and really, um, I guess, tough on people that don't have access to speaking to other individuals on a face-to-face -face basis. So it's making sure that, yes, you, you stay connected um, on a regular basis. Um, sometimes putting a bit of structure in doesn't help, uh, doesn't hurt, sorry. Um, i.e. you know that you're going to get a call every couple of days or every other day at a certain time it helps to try and keep with uh, regularity which most people like within their business uh, and their working day this is it it's looking at it from the um, well-being of the workforce as well as the outputs from the workforce isn't it that's it's kind of a two-fold approach to looking after and connecting with your team yeah totally um you're right, completely right there, Sheena, that it's a twofold thing. Um, well-being is, is always a huge part of any organisation and should be, um, but even more so now than making sure that your staff are okay. Um, you don't have to phone them just because you want something from them or you want them to do something. You can phone them just to say, how are you doing? Just wanted to say hello. Yeah. Is there anything I can help with? 
I think the other thing to do as well, um, rather than hearing the same person's voice over and over again, so if you're the manager and you've got you know your your team and you're having regular calls, why can't so a manager from another team just pop up and say hi, or why can't you have joint team meetings to talk about certain things that are you know for everybody? So there might be announcements that your business might make around whether it be furloughs or whether it be uh, organisational change or success stories or whatever it might be, can you deliver it to different teams or can you do, again, integrated meetings just to keep everyone engaged and keep things fresh? Yeah, this is it, isn't it? It's staying connected with the wider organisation and not just limiting yourself to the immediate team that you're usually based within. So that's a really good point that you make on that side of things. And when we're talking about remote working, remote workforce, we're obviously going to bring tech into that in some way as well. Um, and even from a procurement perspective, making sure the right contracts are in place to have the right tech and tools available for our workforce. Have you seen a particular, or do you hear a feedback of, with regards to the, the types of tools organizations are utilizing? Yeah, I think that there's this kind of three probably standard tools at the moment that most people are using to, to do video calls. Um, and that's Zoom, BlueJeans and Microsoft Teams. Right. They're all fairly similar, if I'm honest. Um, but I guess you need to find out the best tech that's available to your organization. Um, yes. you can, some will use different uh, platforms more than others, and you need to make sure they integrate well with the rest of the, the tools that you're using. But they're the three most common ones from a work perspective. If you're looking at contract management, DocuSign is probably the more favorable one that we all use, and it's quite simple. And I think actually a lot of people have been using that for a, a period of time now. I think that, you know, faxing through a contract like we used to do and then faxing it back, I think those days have gone a long time ago anyway. I think they may have done. But like you say, it's interesting how quickly organisations have realised what tools are available at their fingertips and how they've had to quickly start to utilise them to, to continue business activity as well. So uh, it's always good to hear what's out there and what's being used. Yes, indeed. Lovely. Um, and I know um, from talking to yourself and, and Hayes um, that you've got some new tools available that might support uh, members of the profession. So I understand that you've got um, a new tool uh, called Inspire Me Remotely. Would you like to give us a little bit of insight on that? Yeah. So, so what we've done over the last probably month now is actually realised that our customers need us more than just recruiting people because not everybody's recruiting. Um, so, so the first thing that we've uh, decided to create was a, it's basically a learning portal where there's loads of different downloads where we can add different topics to. So there's a customer and a client one there. So right. it goes from how do you hire, how do you onboard staff, how do you interview staff? And if you're an interviewee, how do I look at my career and where I'm going? How do I interview um, remotely myself? How do I prepare for an interview mm -hmm. in this current climate? So there's a few tools on there and free downloads for you to be able to use. Lovely. They sound a great pack of tools for, for members as well. And then I understand that you've got another package called Hayes Thrive. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's basically a learning management tool um, that we've created, again, in line with uh, the coronavirus and, and trying to really help our customers. So this is a portal. It's got 16 training modules on, on it. So it goes from health and safety um, through to uh, health and well-being um, and across, I say, 16 different um, 
learning modules, which actually you can send out to your teams to be able to, to complete these. Um, what I'd like to point out, this is completely complimentary. There's no catches, there's no add-ons. And I've been asked this quite a lot by a lot of my customers. Uh, what's the catch? There isn't one. Um, as I said, we're really trying to work hard with our customers at the moment through these tough times uh, to help their businesses to keep the flow, to help their teams from a well-being point of view. Um, so hopefully that's helping and we've had some really good positive feedback so far. So thank Lovely. you. Lovely. That's, that's good to hear about those then, Scott. And like you say, it's important for us as individuals to keep learning, growing, developing and, and staying current and relevant during uh, the time that we're all operating through at the moment. Um, so more than anything, I'd like to pass you a big thank you uh, for taking part in this, this webinar on remote recruitment and working. I hope our members will find it beneficial. Like I say, you've given us some insight into some uh, tools and how other members may be experiencing their, the time at the moment. Um, and for our members, if you would like more about procurement supply chain knowledge and to support you during the coronavirus period, and do take a look at the SIPS website. We've got lots of knowledge papers, podcasts, webinars, and tools and templates to support the profession. So a big thank you to you, Scott, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Take care.